Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Yeah, if you were expecting Star Trek this week, and Ben already did get his uh, notes in for week 16 or whatever, yeah. uh, we were too busy last week to do this one-hour, completely unplanned Mailbag Edition. That's right. So we were not going to do five hours of Star Trek prep. It's coming. I'm I'm at two of five. Two uh, of five so far. I'm at two of five in spirit. I see. Uh, zero, zero of five in reality. If tonight is crazy hot like last night, I may watch another one while I'm waiting for sleep to come. Dude, this weather's been stupid. It's extremely dumb and bad. Fucking, last night was surreal. Like, my memories but, of it are weird. Like, they seem like of a, like they're memories of a bad nightmare. I am, uh, I am sitting at my desk. I have a an outdoor garden thermometer on the wall behind the all of my computers and it is registering 91 degrees oh. inside my house yeah last night uh i don't know like an hour before i went to bed the thermometer in my bedroom said 92 and uh it's a real bummer because that's was extremely only, bad by the time i went to bed it was like 88 it had cooled down a little bit in there but that's not nearly cool enough to sleep no I fucking I had to work out a strategy where the part of my body that was touching the sheets would get all sweaty and then I would turn over and let the fan blow on that sweaty part. Yep. And get that cooling sensation. Yep. It didn't really help me sleep that much. No, I cannot imagine that it did. <laughs> uh I have a I have an air conditioner in my bedroom, mm. a portable air conditioner. We don't have the right kind of windows for a window unit. Right. And we don't have the right kind of electricity for a powerful air conditioner, because this house is very old, and, like, half of the house is on one circuit. Right. Uh, so, uh, my strategy, unfortunately, every time I've had to replace an air conditioner since we moved in here is, what's the least powerful air conditioner I can buy? Yeah. It's like, yes, technically it is called an air conditioner, but but one that hopefully will not blow out the entire fucking place. Yeah, so... I I had it running all of yesterday and all of last night, and by the time I drifted off, which was about two thirty in the morning, it it had managed to get my bedroom down to about seventy one degrees, which is sleepable. Yeah, but just yeah, and no. it only got down to like sixty eight by the time I woke up in the morning. So it's I haven't looked back there since I got home from. Um, uh, jury duty, but uh, I imagine it's it's probably about seventy five or seventy six back there right now. It just can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. I have an AC unit in the living room, and it cannot cool off the whole place. And we put it in the living room because that's where we spend most of our waking time. Um, we don't really we don't spend a ton of time in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, 
And uh, so don't talk our, about bedroom stuff. I, that's you know, I, I know. I know. Much, last week I asked you what sex was, but I don't really want to know. I know how much you like to talk about my my sex life in particular. I'm, I don't. I think I I'm can't. slotted right in between Patrick Stewart's sex life and maybe like um, uh, Nana Visitor's sex life. I'm somewhere in there on your uncomfortability range, right? I haven't rewatched Deep Space Nine. Are you, are, you, are you talking about Vedic Baral? Oh, well, yeah. Sure. That uh, hasn't happened to us yet. Sure, that's true. Maybe you're not familiar enough with it. Yeah. Uh, it's not good, though. It didn't It didn't instinctively do anything to me when you said that. Um, like, I'm not looking forward to that concept, but I, it doesn't... I didn't get a chill or anything. She bangs, uh, she bangs Rolo, too. Rolo's playing some other guy. She bangs him. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Doug, I'd bang Duncan Regeer. What I, of it? I, I, in my mind, I have a thousand times. Just me and Duncan Regeer, me and Rolo, getting getting squishy? Is that a thing people say? Uh, they should. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I was going to say, so we, we contemplated sleeping on the floor in the living room with the AC pointed at us, but there would have been no chance of me falling asleep on the floor. I just couldn't have done it. So It's a, it's a real bummer. Yeah. And uh, it's going to basically last the rest of the week, so we could be real crazy by the end of the week. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be in a morgue and have, like, hella bodies sit up behind me, but it's not going to be real. <laughs> That's right. Yes, exactly correct. I'm sorry. I know this is a mailbag episode. Yeah, we, <clears throat> we, we always fall into Star Trek stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I didn't sleep very well. I knew it was bad because it... It's usually five or six degrees cooler in Mountain View than it is in like San Jose, and it read a hundred and two in Mountain View. Yeah, yesterday. often, but but oddly not yesterday. Yeah, yesterday it was as hot, or maybe even a couple of degrees hotter in Mountain View for whatever reason. It was. I saw a hundred and two, and I that can't that that's not real. That's not a real number. Yeah, it's very bad. Well, how did we get through that summer in Campbell? Remember that time it was one hundred and fourteen degrees. Yeah. Uh... What happened? How did we live? Um, I, I mean, think, I know we definitely did not sleep. I think we just, like, didn't, I think we didn't move. I think we sat very still. We put blankets up over the windows. And we covered the windows as best we could to keep out the horrible, horrible light and some of the heat. And I think we just sat in one place and just and just wrote it out and probably made those places pretty wet. I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, like right now, I, I got I probably have like one fifth of a garbage garbage bag filled up in the kitchen, and the heat in this apartment have already, has already made whatever is in there go real bad. I can oh. smell some bad garbage smell right now. So after we're done with this, I'm gonna have to run out, take that shit out. Can you just just put a can put a scented candle in there? It'll melt. <laughs> That's right. Just hope it melts all over whatever's going on in there. I <laughs> I made a peanut butter sandwich when I got home. And that peanut butter was almost a liquid. Oh, God. We need to live in better places with central air. I think that's the... Yeah. That's the lesson. That's it. would be nice. Yeah. It would be very nice. You know, we're uh, we're looking at, at housing options for Nashville. And um, obviously all those places are going to be much, much better than anything we could afford out here. Well, because we can't afford anything out here. Um, so we won't have those kinds of problems. Everything should have pretty good AC, but... It led me to a, a problem that I have, and I don't know if you ever have it. Uh, I get real OCD about what is open on my computer and what needs to be open and what I can shut down. And Marjan does not have that problem. 
Okay. And she often has many, many programs and many tabs and shit open at all times that she's not using and hasn't used in like a month. Mm-hmm. And so she used my computer to look at some housing options the other day because I had been putting together a list of places in Nashville as I came across them and just saving them so we could look at them later. And uh, she has just left... <sighs> I'm afraid to count. It makes me really nervous to look at... Oh, boy, it makes me so nervous to look at this. I don't know, 20 or 30 tabs open. <laughs> That's very bad. Each one is an individual home listing. And it's me. Oh God! It makes me very uncomfortable to look. I'm gonna close. I'm gonna just minimize that. Um, so I can't really look at my computer right now. And I keep asking her when she's gonna be done with it and what she's gonna do with those tabs. And she keeps saying she'll take care of it. And she's not taking care of it. And I'm gonna have to get a new computer. I think you will. I'm just gonna have to go out and get a new computer and just give her this one and say you ruined it forever. I can never look at this computer again. You'll have to come over when it's cooler and take take away my old desktop. I would be glad to. Well, I'll just put a password on it that Marjan will never guess. It's going to be Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just Star Trek. Uh, do, do you have that problem at all? How are you, how are you with, with computer programs and tabs and things? Yeah, I close my shit when I'm done with it. Yeah, and I, I'm always just afraid it's... I don't know. It's Bloating? Hurt, hurting the memory or something. I don't know what I think it's going to do, but I'm just afraid that it's going to mess it up somehow. Um, so Katie's like Marjan, but one step worse because Katie doesn't believe in tabs. So it's a new window? So it's so she often has upwards of twenty browser windows open at the know. same time. Yeah, that would be it. I'd never that really would be the end of me using that computer. And she has I mean like I've I I rarely my house is replete with computers. I rarely have had to use her computer for anything. Mm-hmm. Um but like she also has hot corners set up on her trackpad, so like if you just scroll to the wrong area, all of a sudden it'll pop up like here's a Here's a pictorial representation of every open window you have, Ooh. which is nightmarish. Yeah, it's like, um, I was about to do a Star Trek thing. Let's change it to a Babylon 5 thing. Like, if you got, if you if you were doing some telepath stuff and you just got too many images at once. That would give you a headache or maybe even such as a nosebleed. Like a nosebleed, maybe bleed out your, the corner of your eyeball or something. Something like that. That's what I imagine would happen. Yeah, it's a, it's a flood. It's like, uh... Before Gom 2 knows how to talk to... Stop it! Mate. Stop it! <laughs> you have to make it a Babylon 5 reference or else we've, ru- we've ruined this pod. Now, this is spend, a non-Star Trek pod. We spend t- t- 20 hours a month doing Star Trek for this pod. It's very hard to turn it off. I know. It really is. It's like I, everything is, has a Star Trek parallel. I mean, they've done so many episodes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in there and it's all pretty laughable. Um, but this is a mailbag episode. We do have some mail. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the mail that we got and what we thought of the quality of it and whether we would like more. Yeah, uh, on May 31st, your wife wrote to us to say, at Brother Date, yeah. oh my god, Audio Slave was definitely a super group. Oh, okay. Hashtag Chris Cornell, hashtag Tom Morello. That's the guy from Rage Against the Machine, correct? Yeah, well, I did not know that. Okay. So I had to look it up. Now, here's the thing. I knew that, but I probably knew that because Marjan told me. Right. I probably would not have known who any of the people in Rage Against the Machine were on my own. So um, I was feeling sassy, so I replied from our official account, which is bad policy. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I don't know what the policy is. We haven't really established one, but I don't feel like that would be it. I responded and said, well, I just had to Google who that was. Do you think that's a good sign? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So her next 
her next tweet to us from June 3rd, four days later, yeah. was uh, your lack of knowledge isn't really a sign of anything. So she was salty about it. Yep, and actually probably what it is a sign of, what she probably wanted to say but was too polite to say was that it, our lack of knowledge was actually a sign of um, our our lack of knowledgeability in general. Mm. That's probably what she wanted to say, that we were du- dummies. Do you care about Rage Against the Machine? I never did. They never did it for me. I'm not sure there was a rap rock kind of thing that I ever was into. I'm trying to think. Let me, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you some. I'm going to name a few bands of the era, okay. and I want you to tell me which one you care about the most. Ooh, and it's, this is it's a ranking. Not going to be not going to be easy. Oh, fuck, I'm just, not going to pick great bands here. I just drew on the couch. Hold on a so, second. Hold on. <laughs> no, hold on. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's one of these sweet pens. Oh, this, <laughs> this gel pen just did a number on this couch. Oh, dog, did you did oh, you just boy. run a hot Uniball Signo yeah. gel pen it's, across it a is, couch? It's warm in here, and that thing <laughs> just is flowed. very liquid. It flowed right. Hold on, I got a tide. I got a Tide pen right here. Hold on a second. Come on, I Tide just, pen, I, you gotta save me here. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna do it. No, it's gonna. I believe in you, it. Do it, you motherfucker. You're going to have to draw 50 more lines on the couch to make it look like modern art. <laughs> Maybe just one little design. i got to at least make it a design. I can't just have it be kind of a squiggly line. Oh, make it like a, a the little alligator from the polo shirt or something. Well, that's not... That's not amazing. Okay, I love rankings. Let's do a ranking. <laughs> ah, all right. Uh, so, again, uh, what I want to hear is which of these bands of that vintage you care about the most. Okay, okay. Number one, Rage Against the Machine. Right. Yeah, they're, they're like, uh, killing in the name of! Right? Nope, that's Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company. It's close, I, very close. Very I close. did very bad. <laughs> um, then we have um, the Butthole Surfers. Oh, but yeah, can't say I care much about the Butthole Surfers. Yeah. Okay. How about... What's the name of that song? Pepper? Is that the... I they only I only know the one song. The sun sometimes. The, hold on, is that, is that even the them? Butthole surfers. Uh, I think it's Pepper. Well, now you definitely are gonna have to get a new computer. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, Pepper was the name of that song. Again, probably a fact I know because Marjan. Because Marjan. All right. Third. Third and finally. Primus. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So that I personally care about. Boy, it's so hard asking me to pick between three things that I don't care about. Yeah. And which ask which one is the most. Um, oh, boy. Well, okay, so I hated Pepper by the Butthole Servers, and as far as I know, they only had the one song. Yeah. So I think they probably have to be at the bottom. Um, Primus really sucked. They were not a good act. No. Arguably, they at least had an aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, they were going for something, but it was it was kind of like but when it was a bad thing. Yeah, when Marjan tells me that I should like Coco Joe because uh, Jerry Reed was going for something, but <laughs> the thing that he was going for gives me nightmares and makes me not want to move to the south. <laughs> so I can't really give him credit for Coco <clears throat> Joe. Um, I guess Rage Against the Machine I care the most about of those three acts, but it's not like it's a low bar. So, what if I introduce? All right, so I'm going to introduce some bands that I think of less with less disdain mm, than okay. those three bands, but which I still believe you don't care about. All right, okay. Live. Boy, no, I, I like Live. 
I, I will even say I like Live more than I like those three. Okay. If only for um, Our Love is Like Walter. I, I, um, I think that's extremely fair. And, I, also, uh, I don't I know love... the name of that song, so I cannot bring it up. Uh, selling the Drama? Selling... I will, I won't. Right? Now it feels like making love by Bad Company again. <laughs> It's also I alone, which has a special charm to it. Okay, all right. Um, well, again, I'm again, I'm I'm picking bands that I f- have less personal disdain for here. Okay. So, the Goo Goo Dolls. That's oh. that's tough. I should have put them in the first group. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. like them. I got the Goo Goo Dolls. I think below Rage Against the Machine. Okay, for sure. Um, not a fan. REM. Uh, I like Aria more than Live. I think they're the most... They're the ones that I care the most about so far. Well, I think History probably would agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Fucking Live. Mar- By the way, Marjan loves Live. I should just point, point Marjan that. Marjan loves 1994 to 1996. She Even later, dude, because she even likes Lightning Crashes and after that. After that! C- could Lightning Crashes have been late? I gotta know. I don't even know what was after it. She showed me a music the video. The angel opens her eyes. I think the same thing happened to them that happened to Green Day. A little bit different because I think they already had a level of self-importance about them. But where they thought suddenly now we're musicians. Yeah, Lightning Crashes is September of 1994. Oh shit, it was that early? Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. So like, mm-hmm. selling the drama and and I will. I, yeah, those, I think those are all from Throwing Copper. Yeah, yeah. All Over You, Selling over the Drama, you. Yeah, I yeah, Alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Lightning Crashes, all from that same album. Really? Out of my head, Lightning Crashes was way later. Okay. Well, they, they by the way, they fucking never did stop playing it. God, I fucking um, hated that song so much. Lakini's Juice was the hit from the next record, I think. I think she played me a music video for that, and I went, well, that was not good. I don't, I Glad don't I don't what, remember it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring it up because I don't know what that is. It's. It was not amazing. It was not an amazing thing, and the video was terrible. But yeah, I like REM over Live on the strength of, uh, you know, the hits. Um, oh, no. By '97, rock music was over, right? That's. Yeah, pretty clear. Uh, it when was did... an evening. Oh, son of a bitch. When did KOME go off the air? 98, 99? I feel like it was around then. Hang on. Because um, it was already so What was the name of that first Eve 6 hit? Uh, I remember Beautiful Oblivion. Yeah, I remember some of the words. I don't really necessarily know the name of the song. <laughs> Inside Out is the name of that song. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was released in May of 98, so that was about the end. God, this song is so bad. This is really bad what we're hearing. <laughs> is it going to turn into something? I don't have strong memories of it. No, that's what I was saying. Like, she played it for me, and I was like, man, I'm glad I don't remember this, because I did not remember it. I think it's they just play lightning crashes for just through the end of everything. I think as far as everybody was concerned, that was the last hit. Um, But yeah, I remember it had sucked for a little while before KOMU went off the air. Yeah, so, I mean, rock music was done by then. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so anyway, on the strength of the hits, things like uh, uh, Losing My Religion and uh, fucking all the other 
Some of the other hits, not all of them. Some of the other hits. I mean, "Losing My Religion" is a uh, it's an artfully engineered song. It's an actual song, and it's got like a, a mandolin in it and such as. So there you go. That's something. It is. Damn it! I took off one headphone. Go ahead on. Well now, Pennapalooza County. That's a place called Coco Ridge. That's a right on the bend of the dead ball river where the water was a way to bridge. There was Cottonmouth Country. Cottonmouth Country. A river at me high. Well, up around the back, all the little demand that the river folks talked about. They said you better stay away from a Coco Joe, cause he's crazy to a cow. It gets worse as the song goes on. He beat it out of old dead stumps? The roots of the stumps. You can never tell what it's like when he's going to I won't make you listen to the entire night. Thank you, because then the flood comes, the bushes get all wet, and I cry. Uh, it washed up all the bushes. All the bushes got, like, so wet. Um, uh, look, okay, Marjan w- puts him in the same category as Kanye West, and that category is true artist. That's what she calls both of them. They both fit into that category. And, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry Reed is a true artist? True artist, because of his farty guitar. Well, that's very true. And the horrible picture he paints of every character of, he's ever written about. Of rural life? Yeah. I swear to God, it makes me so scared to move to the South. I don't want to run into anybody drinking Mojo Clow. Nope. Or eating monkey meat and mashed potatoes. Nope. Or anything like that. You don't, you don't want to run into Amos Moses? No. That guy's not, he's not right. His dad was mean to him and it, it made it... it, it it had an effect. It did, because, you know, the sheriff... He killed the Louisiana sheriff. He went into the swamp, but he, he didn't come back out again. And yeah. uh, Jerry Reed thinks it's pretty funny. Well, I wonder where the Louisiana sheriff went to. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, why is it so hilarious that the guy you invented murdered that other guy? Yeah. Yeah, no, not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Doc Millsap was a piece of shit. He really was. Well, you know, he um, tied a rope around his waist and threw him in the swamp. Alligator bait in the Louisiana Bayou! Thank you, Grand Theft Auto. You have introduced me to so much. I just love how when you read the lyrics to a Jerry Reed song, you cannot tell what inflections he's going to use on those. Well, lyrics. no, and this, is, like, this huh? was... This was what happened for me a year ago or whatever, the first time I heard Coco Joe, because I don't think I ever heard it in my life. Right. And then you were talking about Coco Joe. Yeah. And you 
you said that they called him the Etowah River Swamp Rat and folks despised him, and never in a million years did I imagine that that's the way it was sung. <laughs> yeah, they called him they the Etowah River, River Swamp, Swamp Rat, Rat and folks and despised, despised him. him. It's like, what? You jammed that all into one line? That's right. It's so weird. Yeah, and then stuff like his his own quotes about his music are baffling, where he says stuff like, well, I just kind of pick it and bend it in all kind of weird ways. And you're like, yeah, that's about right. That's what I thought you would say. There's like hella videos of him on the Glenn Miller show. Oh, yeah. Well, on YouTube. Cool. Where they're just like, oh, let's all, here's three people, none of whom are responsible for the song, and we're going to do Country Roads. What's the name of that song? Um, uh, you know, the John Denver song. Yeah. Jo- take, me, take Me Home, Country Roads, something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's weird. None of these guys should be doing this song. <laughs> yep. Well, he's just going to bust into Coco Joe. And you're going to go, oh. Yeah. I promo- guess he was a star? Promoting was different back then. It was a different game. Um, for one thing, people did it. They did, they did promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so R.E.M. so far is, num- is number one of the ones that you've mentioned. Okay. Um, I'm running out of thoughtful examples. Soul Asylum. Oh boy! Well, well, they fall in below live. Okay, but we're get, coming up with a power ranking system here. Yeah, I guess I have to say that to me they were worth more than Rage Against the Machine, just because Runaway Train was—I didn't even like it, but it was more to me than any of the Rage Against the Machine songs. Okay, uh, in the also in this division, Collective Soul. Oh well, you know we're number a number one. A number one is what we should call them. <laughs> big big fan of Collective Soul? <laughs> no, but they're... But I have... They're like watching... I can't mention that it's a Star Trek thing. I can't say it. They're like... Um, they're like watching something that's campy and, and stupid. and uh, But you get a lot of fun doing it. That's what Collective Soul is. How's it go? You're getting there. I can hear what's coming together. That doesn't make any sense to do this on an acoustic guitar. Yes. Um, Collective Soul and... Nope. <laughs> Collective Soul and Candlebox. Long time since 1994. And Candlebox, to me, are the the twin stars of, sh- of shitty rock of the 90s. Uh, well, I hated Candlebox's song so much. I don't even really know why. Which one, you? Uh, um, fuck. Far Behind. Oh, Far Behind, okay. What about you? How did you feel about you? I didn't mean to feel like making love. There you go, yeah, man, you love that song. They don't uh, make them like, like that anymore. I kind of like all Bad Company songs, and I know that's weird. Well, let's see. Uh, which ones are there? There's Bad Company by Bad Company. Yep, that's probably my favorite. There's Feel Like Making Love. What else, what else did they do? They, uh... Oh, shit, what's the third one? Oh, they got a third, that's, huh? Yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> this is a... Google It Music Edition. Yep. Well, it's still Mailbag. That's, oh my god, you're right, we haven't gotten out of Mailbag yet. No, no, uh, we we haven't even started the main segment of Mailbag. Okay, I feel like maybe I'm um, in love. 
Uh, uh, I don't really recognize a lot of these other ones. Yeah, no, there's a there's a third one. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. All right. uh, okay. So um, I guess REM of the bands. Well, okay. I guess we should start putting them against bands that we heard a lot. It's gonna say of the random collection of bands <laughs> that you just named. Yeah. REM. Was so there. Pearl Jam. Um, boy, I'm not sure I have Pearl Jam higher than REM. Okay. I'm not sure. They're close. Then you probably definitely don't have Stone Temple Pilots higher. No, Stone Temple Pilots I do have above live, though. Yes. But uh, just less memorable, the songs, compared to even Pearl Jam, I think. Yep. That's that's true. The Pearl Jam songs are more stories, and there's more, um, I'm gonna say, signature flourishes. A lot, well, yes. So when you've got Eddie Vedder, you've got a lot of signature. But, uh, it's not even that I have any problem with STB. I think some of their songs are pretty well made. It's just... Everybody likes Interstate Love Song, or whatever that song's called. It all kind of blends together in the in the 90s fucking casserole. You know? Um, I guess we should throw Soundgarden in. I mean, they did, they had two songs. Two of them. They, well, they, okay, so it's Black Hole Sun, and what do you call the other one? Spoon Man? Spoon Man. Yeah, okay. All right. That's, um, it's not not a good song. <laughs> no, you could expect an angry, clarifying tweet from I can't wait to hear from about all the of the other great, hits. other great Soundgarden songs are, aside from Black Hole Sun and Spoon Man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I think I got them... Boy, I guess I got them above live in Stone Temple Pilots, but... All right, there's not. enough happening here that I, I just need to start a, a Google Doc. Hold on. Okay. It's not by much, but enough. It's, they're, they're ahead. All right, so... So right now uh, we got Pearl Jam on top. You're putting them ahead of R.E.M.? Yeah, I'm just... It's okay. just for the sake of this ranking. It's very right. close. And then R.E.M. Okay. Then S... No, then Soundgarden. Then S.T.P. Then live. The uh, fuck. Then I uh, guess. Guess. Soul Asylum on the strength of Runaway Train. Yeah, Soul Asylum. But we, I don't. I'm not actually sure where I put Candlebox and Collective Soul. Oof. I don't like them. I know that. All right. So let's do Rage Against the Machine. Then. C- Candlebox. <laughs> We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to flesh this out over time because the this, this is an odd collection of bands. And I have to put Collective Soul next to Candlebox because who could tell the difference? Because I don't remember the difference. I know they're not the same, but I, I my memory makes no distinction. Uh, then I guess the fucking. I really don't like the Goo Goo Dolls. I guess the Butthole Surfers. No, oh, man, I forgot Pri- I mentioned that. No, no, no. I think I have Primus ahead of them. So then Primus, then the Goo Goo Dolls, then the Butthole Surfers. God, this is a rough list. <laughs> don't worry, there's so many more. It's it's, it's nine tenths bands that I really don't like. <laughs> uh, Bush. Hmm. Um. Okay, so Sixteen Stone was an okay record. And then, yeah, it had Glycerin and Machine Head and... Um, the other one. There's another one. Find My Asshole Brother. What song is that? Uh, fucking... It's, it's 16 Stone. The main one. Mm-hmm. Try to see a bond. Oh, well, there's Come Down. Everything's in? 
Everything Zen. Oh, Everything Zen was not bad. Man, they had a lot of hits off that. And, and then so that's down, why Little Things was even played quite a bit. That's why. That's why he got the hilarious nickname, the Hitmaker, which <laughs> boy really seems premature when you but put then out he one up record. With the very nasty sounding record, Razorblade Suitcase. It was not a good record with such songs as Greedy Fly and yeah. Swallowed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cold Contagion. <laughs> Cold Contagion, yeah, that's right. Wasn't Greedy Fly like a 12-minute music video extravaganza or something? I mean, the song is only four and a half minutes, but fucking maybe. I think it was a very extended music video because they were sure the staying power of Bush was already right. determined. Where do they uh, go on right, this list? Because right. we could come back to it. Uh, well, I have them another, ahead of live. another episode. For sure. I think I have them ahead of Stone Temple Pilots. It's just in terms of who, personally, I have cared about the most. I mean, they for real had more hits than Soundgarden. Yes, but do I like them as much as I like them? Or do I care about question. them? Do I care about them as much as I care about Soundgarden? Yeah, I guess I do a little more, but then they probably don't get to R.E.M. Okay. Alright. This is getting tough. Uh, on June 5th, Ryan wrote in, so he's not dead, to say, at Brother Date, I admit I'm not sure how far behind I am now. How, how f- far behind, like, the song? Yeah. Okay. Also, he didn't mean to treat you bad, but, but I, did I did it, it anyway. anyway. Oh, I switched to the uh, part in the end where he's really having a freak out. No, I thought you switched to What's Going On by Pornon <coughs> Blondes. Who did What's Going On? Oh, um, yeah, that's not a good song. I don't like the affectations of that lady. You know what I'm saying. That f- I do. fake-ass singing. That's not your singing voice. Uh, sorry, Stop it's called singing. What's Up. Th- Why did they do that? I don't know. It is for non-blondes, though. Okay. All right. Mm, now so, 13's an unlucky number. I'm going to throw another one in. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw two in and make it 15. Okay, that's a good number. Uh, let's let's start with some bigger acts. I want to know where Smashing Pumpkins is on this list. Oh uh, man, you know I love the Smashing... This, I don't, you don't love S-Pups? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I actually really genuinely like a lot of Smashing Pumpkins songs. I think they're kind of out in the cold a little bit, and I think it's because they stuck around. I, I, I agree. By the way, I think they had a wild guitar sound that no one has even attempted to replicate. I've only ever attempted to replicate it with my mouth. I would never you attempt can, it with a guitar. You can only replicate it with... If there was such a thing as a bass kazoo, because <laughs> an actual kazoo's a little too high-pitched. And when you just add to it the, the craziness of, uh, of Billy Corgan and the, the, all the stories about how he would wait till they left the studio and re-record all their bits and everything. Like, he'd be like, Great job, James Ehaw. That was a wonderful guitar solo. I'll see you tomorrow. And then James E. Hall walk out the door and he go, I'm going to fucking re-record that because that was garbage. James E. Hall, you can't even play the guy <laughs> guitar. I play the guitar. Yeah, I, yeah. put him on top. Put him on top of this 90s shit fest. So S-Pups goes right to the top, huh? Yeah, I like, I like some of their songs. And even the ones I don't like, I appreciate the ridiculousness of. Man, it does not appear that there is such a thing as a bass kazoo. It's too bad. I'm very disappointed in that. Well, you got Idea. a new project. Just build a huge kazoo? Yep. <laughs> Look, the Call princi- it the, the great kazoo? The principles should be pretty pretty easy to work out. And then you just you just start marketing that bad boy. If I write S-Pups here, is there any chance when we revisit <laughs> this in six months I'll know what that means? 
Hopefully from context. Hopefully from context we'll figure it out. Okay, let's throw one more in Nirvana. Yeah, here's the real problem. So I was I'm I've never been that into Nirvana, and this feels that like dude, a, that dude was dead before I was listening to the radio. This really feels. I think people see it as sacrilegious, but I always, I always thought the most talented member of Nirvana was Dave Grohl. Oh, it's a hundred percent true, right? Not only do I think he's actually a really good drummer, but he. Uh, but it turns out he's a good songwriter. He's like a better songwriter, and a decent singer, and a pretty fair guitarist, also. Yeah, like I think he was the he was really the talented one. He was just not as depressed. It's true. It was the '90s seemed to be less a contest of who was better and more a contest of who was sadder. He never swore that he didn't have a gun. That's right. No, he would have told you straight up that he has one, but he just he goes shooting on the weekends just because he likes hobbies. That's what Dave Grohl would have said. He has a lot of hobbies. Um. Okay, but you must like Nirvana more than Primus. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm not saying they're at the bottom. I, I I just wanted to. I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Nirvana." I'm talking about the '90s bands. I should go on. No, they're not. They're not on top for me. I obviously have them ahead of Live. Um, I even have them. I think I have them ahead of STP. But now we have Soundgarden. I think I have them ahead of Soundgarden. Okay. But I think cool. that's where they rate. Okay, it is insane to put Nirvana below Bush. I but kind of me, don't disagree. For me personally, you know. <laughs> We just had our Bush discussion. I can't name that many songs by Nirvana that I like. I can name 400 Nirvana songs, but a lot of them uh, are just like, eh, take it or leave it. So you like Man Who Sold the World, but that doesn't count. That's David, yeah, David Bowie's song. It's a David Bowie song. I do like their version better. Yeah. Uh, well, David Bowie's is well, very I like David their, Bowie. Let me put it this way. I like their version from MTV Unplugged better. Yeah, David Bo- Bowie's is very Bowie. He's, he's got his little Bowie, his 70s Bowie voice going, not his 80s crooner Bowie voice. And um, he's got like a weird, echo, it's an echo Bowie too. It's, it is very Bowie. Um, you like a heart-shaped box? I do, I like the in-your-face 90s grunginess of it. It is, it's particularly grungy. He wants to eat her cancer and shit. Like, he, he's not That's playing true, around. That's true, only when it turns black. Yes, when it's the worst cancer, he wants to eat it. <laughs> He's not playing around. Like, this is, again, why you get bands like uh, Local H. And st- it's Local H? Yeah, it's, well, they're the ones who are going to burn your Frosty down. Yeah, who come along and they're like, oh, you thought Nirvana was was fucking grumpy. Check here this comes, shit out. Here comes disgruntled Christmas. You never heard of this shit before. We hate everything. <laughs> Fuck you, Santa. They, like, they, they had to win the grunge battle. It was very important to them. Um, so, yeah, I think I have them properly rated below bush but that's gonna make people so mad yes yeah, fine i mean no one listens to this so it's fine that's the lucky part 15 is enough for uh this first edition of 90s we, power hour you mean because um, we could do 15 hours on this oh for sure yeah because at some point we're gonna have to get into like do we where do the dandy warhols fit in here <laughs> for me and personally yeah. someone's gonna have to have a discussion about whether you like the dandy warhols more or less than soul asylum <laughs> and yeah, we're like, but where does super drag fit in really this is not the kind of thing that you settle quickly no yeah we didn't even mention most of the big wigs we didn't talk about no green days or weezers or nothing nope so. smashing pumpkins was and nirvana were the two no, I we guess did Pearl Jam. We did Pearl REM Jam. is weird because they had that indie career in the 80s yeah, before they, were, they suddenly broke. They were college rock, and that yeah. floated them into the KOMI era. Yeah. yeah. All right, back to the mailbag. Um, so, so, so Ryan's, he is catching up. 
yes, and we gave him an extra week. Okay. So, I don't know. He didn't know where he was, and it's, as always, going to be hard to back-construct. But this from, is my uh, favorite part. This is like right. doing a quiz show. On June 5th, at Brother Date, I hate the open floor plan. It's exactly how you thought it was when you stopped by. That's a Tesla remark. I've never been to Tesla. I have. Oh, you went to Tesla. I said that one time for a work purpose, I was doing business with Tesla, that I went there and it was like a warehouse that was as, like as long as the as far as the eye could see, full of people all huddled up like like your workplace where it's just a bunch of desks where everybody crams around. Yep. But it was just hundreds and hundreds of people just as far as you could see all huddled up without any cubes or any separations of any kind and it looked horrible. And I was nervous being in there, and all the engineers I ever talked to who worked there were like, oh, I fucking hate it so much. But people wanted to put it on their resume, so they would, they'd put up with it. It's a um, terrible way to do business, yeah. but it is somewhat cheaper. <laughs> yes. And I think that that is what is driving it, even as people are realizing that the collaboration benefits that you're supposed to get out of there don't actually materialize into anything, and because it, it's just such a horrible place and it just grinds you down yes i mean for instance uh for christmas my company gave everybody a pretty nice pair of bluetooth headphones so you could just fucking tune out that's right if we know, i know we made you all sit like on each other's laps and stuff maybe you can put these in and then you won't want to murder whoever's next to you i know we've been working on the idea of a double decker desk <laughs> so that one person could work directly above the other and, and drop cookie crumbs on them yeah climb up a ladder right next to you but here are headphones. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I'm glad I remember what that was about. That's what I was about, Tesla. Also on the 5th, at Brother Date, it always confuses me when I see a Prius driving aggressively. It's probably about my speeding ticket, right? Yeah, it could be. I, I wasn't driving aggressively. I was just driving too fast. I may also have mentioned that I don't trust people driving Priuses, just in general. I just I feel like they're always doing weird shit out there. Stopping short and fucking... Not looking when they're changing lanes. I've I've almost been hit by Priuses so many times out on the road. So maybe I mentioned that. I don't know. At Brother Date, he writes, This is kind of a golden opportunity to get the recliner of your dreams and not have anyone tell you no. Yeah, dog. Did you you do that? No, no, I didn't. You got some regular armchairs, right? So I went to... I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go go all in on this. I went to the Lazy Boy store. Mm -hmm. Because it's like... If you're going to get a recliner, that's you might brand, as well brand get, name right there. You might as well get a fucking powered reclining leather love seat or whatever. Like the seat in the Shoreline movie theaters or whatever. It's got a con- center console that has, you can charge your phone, etc. You know, like, mm-hmm. do it up fancy. But A, none of the seats I sat in there were particularly comfortable. Okay. And B, they're so expensive. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about getting, like, a, <clears throat> like the massage chair that Bill McNeil wants on news radio. The fully reclinable electronic massage chair. Yeah, but I mean, this place had a lot of $6,000 couches. Ugh. So, uh, at some point, I was like, well, I mostly work at my computer. Right. Like, I don't just sit down and watch TV a ton. Right. So, Not, I got I got two chairs from Ikea. And, but they were more comfortable. Yeah, they actually are quite comfortable to sit in. Okay. Well, that's what matters. But they don't recline. 
and they were a mere three hundred dollars a piece. So, just just they don't recline cushy armchairs. Um, but all all of my floors are real slanted because this house is very old. <laughs> so you kind of get the sensation. <laughs> well, a little bit, but also like uh, things that rely on having a level floor for their mechanisms to function properly mm. are a little skewed in my house. Right. So like. I could see a scenario where if I was leaned back, I would maybe have difficulty getting forward again because I'd be leaned even further back. You know, I offered to give you back the chairs that you gave us. Oh, those Target Club chairs? But you didn't seem terribly interested in getting those back. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, okay. So that answers that question. We're doing good on this mailbag. This is going well. Uh, they're fine. The chairs I have are fine. Ben, ben came over and we hung out in the chairs and drank whiskey, so I've even sat in them. Nice. You needed an excuse to sit in them. That's right. There yeah. was nothing on but college baseball. That's fun. I like college baseball night. a little bit. Yeah, I got to watch uh, Vanderbilt lose. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, here's one. Uh, on June 5th, at Brother Date. It might be weird, but mine also had separate bedrooms. His it's weird. It's weird that it has separate bedrooms. And it also has separate bedrooms. Yes. Uh, uh, well, this is a tough one. What could it be? Um, anything I can think of should obviously have separate bedrooms, so I can't imagine what it is. Um, uh, oh, shit. It's got to be his grandparents. Uh, uh... There you go. <clears throat> they stay uh, in separate bedrooms. Duke, Duke and Charlie had separate bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Good job. There it is. Good job. That was a tough there one. There it is. And uh, this is the one. That was the one that was puzzling me for a long time. Oh, well, good thing you figured it out but right there on the air. I figured it out on the spot. I just had to say it out loud. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes, man. Sometimes if you're writing an essay or a paper and you're like, man, I just can't figure out how to word this. You just say it out loud. You just say the thing you're trying to say, and you go, that was it right there. And that's what you did right now. Also, yeah. this is going into my essay that I'm writing for school. I I have been out of high school for 19 years. Uh-huh. I have a, I don't write essays or papers. I'm, write, I'm writing one right now for high school. Okay. I'm getting my GED is what's happening, and they need, oh, a, that's good. They need an essay from me. You, you finally returned Mr. Ferry's nude men tape, so now you're allowed <laughs> to graduate? <laughs> the tape. The tape said Nude Man. What's the name of the tape? It was labeled. Why did he have it in his classroom? I don't know. That's a sex crime, right? Everything Mr. Fairy did was kind of a sex crime. Yeah. He should get the comic book Sex Criminal. That is that is a, a comic book? That is a real comic book. Marjan and I went to a comic book store, I don't know, last year or something. And there was just sitting there like the newest issue of Sex Criminal, and I well you can't you can't do that. You're not allowed to have this comic. This is not a real comic. And she keeps threatening she's gonna get me Sex Criminal comics. Sex Criminals. Maybe it's Sex Criminals. Sex Criminals is an ongoing monthly comic book published by American company Image Comics. That's not good. Can't have that. And it's award winning, and they haven't made a deal to turn it into a TV show. Oh God damn it! You can't have Sex Criminals the TV show. Son of a bitch. Susie, a librarian, and John, an actor, meet at a party, and after sleeping together, they discover that they share the ability to freeze time when they orgasm. Wow, this is... How are you going to turn that into a TV show? Uh, That's a very good question. Jesus. 
Yeah, not into that. That's um. Don't want anything to do with it. That is like a a pitch for a late season DS9 episode that Ron Moore's mad he couldn't get made. <laughs> I'm glad you're so far into the book. I'm in Voyager now. <laughs> yep, I just finished Voyager. It's uh. Oh no, you're right. I'm actually in Enterprise. The Voyager section's not long. Well, I think that's appropriate. I doubt the Enterprise section would be very long either. Like, uh, 90% of it is Kate Mulgrew was pissy about Jerry Ryan. She's, again, I love hearing who the who the villain is in each section, and she was definitely the villain of the Voyager I mean, it's just sort of always the captain, right? Usually, Cisco was more like, he always kind of standoffish with some of the people in the cast, but it didn't get too bad. Yeah. But, yeah, Patrick Stewart did not come off well. Obviously, Shat would, would never come off well. And, uh, yeah, Kate Mulgrew sounds like the most cliched, threatened older actress. Yeah. It ain't great, yeah. but whatever. Damn it, that's a Star Trek word. Shit, all right. Um, yeah, so Sex Criminals, that's what that's what Mr. Ferry should have. Yeah, I guess so. Um, also on June 5th, you know these are mostly from June 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Brother Date, don't act like Marine uniforms don't get you hard however they're presented. Like as a, I, like a pic- photographs versus oil paintings or whatever. <laughs> yes. Is that is that what we're talking about? Like I think I think they're watercolors. Some, I feel like they're watercolors. Some beautiful drawings in a book, as opposed to the the stupid fucking stock photographs you see now. Just uh, yeah, I just well. doing a Google image search and seeing what comes up. Oh, oh man, I feel like I feel like this is a plate that we had. The right. French Revolution military uniforms. Let's take a look. Uh, yeah. And, well, you're wrong, Ryan, because the ones that are that are drawn are very good. Hard as a rock right now. But then I see one of the just regular-ass photos of Marine uniforms, and I go, eh. Yeah. Half-chubbed at most. Oh, man, this is a very good Google image search. I know. You just Google search military uniform plates. I went a little, f- oh, let me do that then. Yeah, I didn't limit it to Marines, because I, I know what Marine uniforms look like. All right, jeez. What a brag. Oh, I love some of these. Yeah. Uh, this is the stuff, right? I love seeing all the cool old hats on their Continental-style uniforms. Yep. Oh, God. I like the West Virginia Regiment dressed like this. <laughs> yep. Oh, sweet hat, dude. The French 8th Corps in Hamburg in 1806 had wonderful hats. <laughs> it was mostly about hats in those days. Why is the hat so big? What are you hoping is going to happen? Because if you have a big hat, you don't have to have a flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you just walk around. <laughs> the French are here, you can see the hats. Ah, oh, so awesome. Yeah, you're wrong, Ryan. There, there's yeah, only one way are, to present these. These are a lot better. Yeah. And I would. I wish that I could draw... I would love to have this guy's job. I would, I would do this. I would do these plates with like Babylon Five uniforms. Oh hell yeah, dude! And Star Wars uniforms. Sure. There's plenty of Star Trek uniforms you could do it with those. There are so many Star Trek uniforms. They, Ooh. for whatever reason, they changed them for Star Trek Beyond. Even. It was very bad. Very bad movie. I watched it recently. It was traumatizing. Yeah, I believe that. No more Star Trek. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on June 9th. Uh, ben wrote in, at Brother Date, I believe you're thinking of the movie The Quiet Man with John John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. That's 100% the movie I was thinking of. Where he, where he hauls off and 
bust that lady's jaw probably just just drags her back at the end Mm -hmm. and everyone's like yeah you you show that mouthy bitch right you show her what's up john wayne movies have a certain appeal to a certain audience that's correct uh and then uh just three days ago uh ryan wrote in to at brother date new favorite thing listening at one half speed (laughs) you sound drunk af i'm gonna hope that's character limits it means as fuck you mean you hope he doesn't just say that as a thing yeah i hope he doesn't say it out loud uh hilarious uh but side effects may include falling two times farther behind well ryan um depending on what episode you listened to i might have been drunk I definitely did one drunk. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was a Star Trek one, I think. You have to sometimes. I think I'm going to be drunk for the next one, because last week was so bad. You're a little burned out. I just, I don't know, because I just don't have a good feeling about these next ones either. <clears throat> yeah, there's nothing, like, there's nothing that looking at them would make you feel. Well, look, Ryan, we know that this pod is not the most interesting. You don't have to... Oh, he's going to gamify it. He's going to play it at half speed. He's going to try to find ways to make it interesting. He's going to put on an echo filter so that we sound like a robot. I've never heard that before. One of us sounding like a robot. Yeah. That would be a new experience. Um, Is that it? Was that mailbag? That's mailbag. Nice. That was what was in the mailbag. So there was some mail, so you don't have to be angry. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. That was pretty good. Especially if you can get them from multiple people. That's, That's sort of the key. Sometimes it's just Ryan, or sometimes it's just Marjan. But this was a good week, because it was Ryan and Marjan. And Ben. Ben got one in. Oh, what did he say again? Let's go back to the beginning. Quiet man. Oh, Ben said that one. Okay. All right, cool. Now look at that, then. Three people. So that's our entire audience. So good. 100% participation. Good job, You're one of the 55 million. God damn it, YouTube. (laughs) YouTube, you you did me. (laughs) That's good. That's my favorite ad. I love that. I'm one of the 55 million people. Something. Ooh, the hitmaker is back, That's everybody. Right. Uh, so I've been on jury duty for two weeks now. Yep. Um, you've never been on a trial, right? No, I want to turn that down just a touch. I don't, but I will. Okay. Okay. No, I've never been selected. I have gone to go down to jury duty, and I'm always just kind of released. So it's been a while since I've even done that. So. Oh God damn it! <laughs> you got just radio in it. You got the radio in it. Find my old brother. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, so I was selected two weeks ago for my a fourth criminal trial. Oh man, you! I don't know how you get so lucky. Uh, you know, the same thing happened this time that happened the last time, which is I was one of the last people called up, and the attorneys didn't even ask ask me questions. They just went, we want to get out of here, let's go. Everyone has fun advice when you get jury duty about how you can get out of it. Mm. Like, express a strong opinion, or talk about jury nullification. Mm-hmm. Which is not smart, by the way. Some people get thrown in jail for that. Damn! Um, or... You know, there's a bunch of pretend to be a racist or whatever. Right, right, right. But it's not a free form scenario. 
it's, it's where structure. you just they get to go questions. up there and say a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, the judge asks you very specific questions, like, if you know any of the people who may be called as witnesses from the list he reads aloud. And then you can't just go off on a weird diatribe. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say, well, those all sound like colored people to me. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could try it. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) But it's up to the attorneys to throw you off the jury, right? It's not... The judge doesn't care. And by the way, there's no automatic disqualification. It's not like being a racist will automatically disqualify you. No, there might be somebody who thinks that'd be a fun element to have on the jury. They might just call your bullshit and go, Okay, cool. Thanks for that answer. You're on the jury. Um, but if the attorneys don't even ask you questions... Yeah. It's, uh... It's hard. And then it's like... The thing that I don't want to do... Is is be an Italian soccer player. <laughs> and pretend, you know what I mean? pretend like something horrible has befallen you, and that's why well, you that's cannot correct. serve on the jury? That's correct. Try to work up some tears, or pretend like I don't feel like I could ever be impartial, because look at them, this person got arrested, and they got charged with so many counts. And Yeah. There's just... The behavior of people who are trying very hard to not be selected for a jury... It, um, is deeply shameful to me. Yeah. So being in the audience while it's happening is very painful. Well, I appreciate that you're not like that, but I don't know what you're gonna do if you get if you just keep getting called and assigned to the jury. Like, it's insane. I've never heard of somebody being on the jury four t- being on a jury four times. And All in the in the same county and in a like a twelve year span. That's what I was gonna say. It's not like it's been forever. It's not like no. oh, in the last sixty five years, I was on four trials. It's like no, it's been pretty recent. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, again, I I once once called in two counties on the same day. <laughs> well, that's not great. Which <laughs> was very hard to report to one of them. <laughs> kind of had to pick and choose. <laughs> But, um, but uh, yeah, no, never placed, never on a jury. So can you talk about any of the details? Did you guys, are you done? Yeah, we're done. So we, we finished up today. So at this point I can uh, talk about the case. It's not, I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer because, uh, it's not like someone robbed a porno store like last time. It's not, it's not funny. Like the, by the way, it was two times ago. (laughs) Sorry. It's not funny. Like the guy who robbed the porno store. And then the cops had very, very bad evidence. It was a competition him. of which side could be worse at their job. That's right. And then the defense attorney put his guy up on stage and asked him if he robbed that porno store, and he said yes. And we were just like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> he went, "Oh yeah, you guys think you're bad at your job? Check out my star witness." That was a real quick deliberation. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was not not so much fun because it was a guy who was accused of molesting mm. three of his. No. Essentially, godchildren, oh boy. who were all between the ages of eleven and fourteen when it happened. Oh, that's great. So it happened five years ago. And in a case like this, there's like, there's no physical evidence. You just listen to them talk about what happened, and then you listen to him, and he says he didn't do it, and then you got to go back there and somehow figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah, this is a problem with most of the sex crimes. Is that? Yeah. A lot of the time, there's nothing but but verbal evidence. He, he said, she said, and you just go, well, don't know how I'm going to figure this one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it took, 
we got the case on Thursday. We finished deliberating today. So it took some time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not, it was a real comedy of errors. The guy's defense attorney seemed incompetent, but I also think that it was half because he was very meddlesome. Hmm. Like, he, he took copious notes throughout the whole thing, and he kept calling his defense attorney over and pointing to stuff on his notepad. Oh, boy. Like, I think he was, uh, like, way too active. Thought he was he, uh, a real expert. He should not have gone up to speak in his own defense because he was very manipulative, and he made up a crazy story about... So there was one piece of physical evidence, which was a cell phone message that he'd left for the father of one of the children after the allegations had come out, in which he was crying and said... I'm so sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Yeah, that's not good. That's like when Kobe Bryant came out and said, I can see how she thought that I raped her. Yeah, and you which, go, nope. no, hold on a whoops. second. Whoops, though. Yeah, you can't say that, because then what does that That's sort mean? of what makes a rape. Yeah. Like, if you can see her point about her ra- saying that you raped her, I think that's the same as admitting that you raped her. I think what you're saying is you did rape her. You did rape her, though. Yeah. Um, so... And his contention was that that recording was uh, it was a call on a totally unrelated topic that he had made to the man over a year before hmm. that the guy had just been holding on to on his cell phone. Except by the time he got up and testified to that, his wife had already testified it, on his behalf. Yeah. And she had said that she was in the room when he made that call. Oh, boy. So he just got up there and told that crazy lie. And then we were like... Oh, boy, he said that exactly the way he said everything else up there. Yeah. So so uh, you can't really trust much. So anyway, this guy has uh, got um, seven felonies and three misdemeanors handed down to him today. Shit. So that's it's heavy stuff. There, he also got a special circumstance because he committed the same type of crime against two or more victims. Oh, boy. So, so he's a serial whatever. Yeah, so he's looking at time, um, in a major way, but so it was the but it was very unpleasant. Like, the first entire week of the trial was listening to these girls talk about what happened to them. Oh, fun. Yeah, and then the second week was comedy of errors, as he got basically anyone in the community who had anything nice to say about him to come up and testify on his behalf that he was, like, a good guy. So nothing but character witnesses. No it was one who just had a ton of character anything witnesses. Anything to say about any specific events or anything. Yeah, I mean, there he had... He, one of his kids testified about a camping trip where some of this stuff was supposed to go on. But it's like... Yeah. This is stuff that happened five years ago when all these kids were, like, little kids. Yeah. They don't... It's clear that they don't really remember anything. So it's it was um that's a bummer. It was a bummer, and it was two weeks. And unfortunately, I was still basically working every night when I got home. So I've been a very tired, and that's part of why we didn't put an episode out last week. Yeah, the other thing that sucks about jury duty is there are lots and lots of people in this country that are not really able <laughs> to just skip off to jury duty and then not do their jobs. Yep, there are lots of kinds of jobs like that. And... Yep, I work at a startup, so, like, there's not a ton of people who do my job at my company. Yeah. And there's not a ton of people who could just jump in and do it if I'm out. So yeah, you I take over was... your, your projects and stuff yeah, like well, that. There's a lot of stuff that I was doing at night. Yeah. I gotta jump online after we do this and, and check some stuff out, too. It's like, yeah. 
that has been my life for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and like uh, my so. my hours are not regular. I work when there's work to be done. It's all client based, so it's whenever clients have needs. And so I would be doing the same thing. I would be basically if I had jury duty, I would do jury duty and then I'd come home and work. Yeah. And I don't even know what Marjan would do. It's all biological samples and shit that are just ready when they're ready and if you if you don't do anything you might ruin months of work or whatever it just might just be done you have to repeat all your experiments like there are all kinds of and that's not even to speak of people who rely on working all these multiple jobs for their income and stuff like that so they can feed their families and shit it's like it's i don't really know how the system is supposed to work yeah because, you know like maybe our mother could do it because she has kind of a nine to five and then she could just go and do jury duty and then be done with the day or whatever but there are so many right. people that would have issues yeah, it's uh, I was not the only one on the jury who was doing work after hours. Yeah, like there were other people who had jobs where that was a scenario. But the most frustrating part of being on a jury is not well. There are a lot of frustrating parts. The lawyers are are bad. If you've only ever seen lawyers on TV, that's <laughs> very unrealistic. Yeah, lawyers are no better at their job than the average person that you meet in the world. Uh-huh. And most and, people that I run into, I go, why can't anyone do their fucking job? And for most crimes, there is very little evidence. Yeah. Um, so rendering a verdict is difficult. Unless and, you get the super cops like you had in that porno case. Well, Who found a way to build it. that super gun from the, the components in the back of that guy's car or whatever. They, that's right. They did figure out that you could take a piece of a tire iron and <laughs> stick it through a hole in a black bag. And now you've got something you could hold up a liquor store with. <laughs> It's like, yeah, what else can you build out of the stuff in that guy's trunk? That's this right. This is a fun project. Here's, oh, yeah, I did I did find these things in separate areas of the trunk and put them together for this photograph. <laughs> oh, yes, this is fo- this is a photograph of the uh, defendant's mustache hairs in the sink. <laughs> oh, did you test them? How do you know they're mustache hairs? Oh, yeah, I didn't. They just looked like mustache hairs. I don't know. Me. I just figure, you know. He I'll shaved be- off his mustache. I figured that was suspicious. Those are just, I've seen a lot of hairs, a lot of different kinds of hairs in my time. I'd like to think I'm a hairs expert. So can you testify for sure that those are mustache hairs? No, no I can't. All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then they put the guy up and he's, yeah, yeah. No, I robbed it for sure. Yeah, I robbed it. 100% that was me. Like they had, a, they had a guy come up who was not the guy he robbed, a different <sighs> porno store clerk, who was like, yeah, these videos are marked as though they came from our store. Okay, are these the videos that he stole? Nah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Great. That's, this is all super great. This is such great evidence, and I'm so glad I'm sitting here hearing it. But then, so like, I was like, "Well, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to let this guy go." Yeah, and I didn't care. I, I didn't care, by the way, because he robbed a porno store mm-hmm. in a non-violent way. Uh, but like, I was like, "Well, like, what can you do? This is not a case. Yeah, this is very, very bad." They had vi- they had a surveillance footage that did not show his face clearly at all, and. So even though he admitted it on the stand, it was still no, no. Just like... this, this is what I'm saying. Like until oh, okay. he got up yeah, there, yeah, I was okay. like, "Well." I th- I think he probably did this, but like, what can you do? Gonna have to acquit this guy. And then he got up there. And then he got up like there. Like the lawyer the, didn't know what he was gonna his say. Fucking, his fucking public defender said, "Did did you hold up that liquor store?" And he said, "Well, yeah, I did." And I, it was just, I mean, I'm sure he said other stuff after that. <laughs> but yeah, you couldn't hear. But it. I don't remember any of it because the trial was done when yeah. he said that. Like, we we sat around in that jury room for about ten minutes, just going. I mean, is there any like? Is there anything left in this case? So of the f- we wa- we watched the surveillance video again just for fun. <laughs> so 
So of the four that you've been on, this was the dark darkest? Was this the Black Magic Trial? Yeah, the last one I was on was um, a man in his 40s was accused of beating his ex-wife. Oh, well, that's not great. Um, but she refused to testify, to the as victims of domestic abuse sometimes do. Like, yeah. She didn't want him to get in trouble anymore. She wanted him to get in trouble the night she called the police. Yeah. She, but she refused to testify to the point that she was held in contempt of court and went to jail. Oh, and wow. instead of her testifying, we had a weird little play where they brought on a professional reader to read her testimony from the grand jury hearing. Jesus. So the prosecutor would read the questions that he had asked at the grand jury hearing from the transcript, and the professional reader would read them out loud. Because transcripts are not evidence. So why would reading so, a transcript be allowed to be evidence? It, it must be one of the most bonkers legal loopholes. So this I was, was say, evidence. Like, while you were saying that, I was like, so why is that allowed? It makes it makes zero sense. But also, you cannot cross-examine yeah. the the reader because she is not an actual witness. You can't do an alternate "what if" version of the grand grand jury or whatever the, of the of the original right. testimony. <laughs> so we had a nine one one call about what happened that night, in which the victim said that the two of them were drinking and smoking crack cocaine. Nice. And then he hit her with a stick that she keeps in her house. Oh. Then, oh no, she didn't mention the stick. Oh, okay. Then we had this testimony in which she said they were drinking, but she backed off from the crack cocaine. And then her details about how the fight happened were extremely different. Yeah, well, like, as you come off Who left eye. the house first, where he went, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, but then because she wouldn't testify, there was no... There was no way to reconcile the two things. And then, the on top of that... The professional reader didn't maybe offer her, her opinion? Yes. Yes, right, exactly. And then on top of that, the prosecutor had prepared his entire case as though the defense statement was going to be, look, we got in a party and she started this fight. Hmm. And I was it was self-defense. That was what the prosecutor was prepared for. What the defendant got on stage and said was, I was never at that house that night. Nice. There you and go. it turned out that there was literally no evidence that he had been there. Right. The police never saw him there or his vehicle. Uh, they didn't attempt to test the stick for DNA. The stick was a whole other problem because she only brought it up in the uh, grand jury testimony like eight months later. And then a police officer went to her house and said, is this the stick? And she said, yes. But it was like... We had to consider whether the stick was a deadly weapon, but it's like, she didn't mention the stick the first time. Yeah. This is just a stick that she had, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe she They didn't test it to see if there was any, like, DNA on it or any evidence that had been used in any crime. It was just a stick in a bag. Right, yeah. It was a very bad case. As people keep in their homes, a stick in a bag. (laughs) It was a bad case. She didn't testify. In the end, we just acquitted him, because... What can you do? Because what can you do? Yeah. Uh, even though we all thought he, he probably was there that night and something probably happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. This time we we have a conviction, but it, again, it's all based on a he, he said, she said type of cases. Yeah. It's just, it's never been a satisfying experience for me. Well, congratulations on doing your duty and not pulling a soccer flop and pretending like something devastating had happened that you had to attend to. I mean, I, I don't know, like, is that a better solution than just not even answering the summons? Because that's got to be what a lot of people do, right? Oh, yeah, a ton of people. And they just go, they're not going to bother to send somebody out for me. Like, no, one, they're not going to fucking put out a warrant. Like, no one gives a shit. 
but they're probably right, right? Probably. Like San Jose has eight cops. Yeah, they're not gonna gonna burn one on this. They don't even have like a warrant department or team or anything to like go out and track down warrants or like uh, you know that are that are out on people. You know what I mean? Like it could be a thing that comes up if you get a speeding ticket or something. Yeah, exactly. You would. If they bothered it's not to do even it at all. it's not even worth a judge's time to issue a warrant. That's probably. what I'm saying. If if they got into it at all, then it would be a matter of whether you got caught for something else, and then that came up. But, but anyway, what I was going to say was the worst part of being on a jury is the deliberation, hmm. because you're in the room with like eight of the twelve jurors are basically Garrett Wangs. <laughs> like, so I didn't that, ask any of the jurors this week if they could read. Right. <laughs> but part of that was I didn't I kinda didn't want to know. So you're saying you all acted out all of the testimony and they were very bad at portraying the, the That's characters? right. They they were it was very difficult for them. At no, one point the was... guy on the stand said he had a migraine and then one of your fellow jurors tried to like show a headache emotions and uh, it wasn't wasn't a good look. No so there were like four of the jurors, I think, were Women with children about the age of the plaintiffs. Oh, boy. Which I thought was a mistake that the defense was making. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe. Yeah, that seems. Maybe you shouldn't have thrown off the Vietnamese guy who was pretending he didn't speak English. Yeah, just to put in some. uh... Uh, Maybe you should have really used your peremptory challenges to throw off. Mothers um, of children. The. The mothers of children of the age of the victims. But there must be something that I don't know about these cases, because every single one of those women, when we got in there, were all like, well, teenage girls are liars. Oh, boy. Oh, no. And they were were like, oh, yeah, they can be very conniving. They could be making this up. (laughs) That's right, dude. They went through this probably the first time all these lawyers do this. They're like, oh, I don't want like a mother up there that's bad news but then someone comes along and goes no 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 they're the ones you want because they hate their kids (laughs) that's right they hate their kids and they also they want these girls to be bad kids yeah because if these girls are bad kids then their own kids who are good kids are are safe safe. yes they're not going to run into any of these issues right yeah so like they don't understand uh, the nature of the trial is did this guy do a bad thing right The four, the four or five men, older men on the trial. I, I include my age in older. Well, you're gonna have to start the fourth oldest man on the trial. Yeah. Uh, we're all like, oh, this guy's a diddler. Yeah. Like for sure, he's for sure a diddler. Right. Uh, and all of these women with teenage daughters were like, look, these girls will say any kind of goddamn thing. And frankly, this man is a hero. They didn't say that. But (laughs) But you got the impression that they were willing to go that far. So if this guy hadn't told that one crazy lie about this voicemail message that he left that literally nobody could believe, he would be a free man today. Wow. Well, see, well, now we all learned something. Yeah. Again, you would think common sense would say don't let the mothers up there because they want their afraid for their children. But instead, they're just like, no, these girls, these girls suck. I mean, the defense was saying that this was all make-me-ups because these three girls knew each other. Um, so this was this was all a big fix-up. Well, yeah, a, didn't you say he was their godfather or something like that? It's a like crazy that? idea. He was one of their godfathers, but he was close to all of them. Yeah, well, 
too close. I don't out. know. They they were all cousins, but the, like some of them weren't related, but they considered each other cousins. It's well, big families get complicated. Yes. All right. Well, uh, good job but, though. But the things this guy was accused of were like, it was hard to see someone making them up. Like he leaned over and he started kissing my shoulder. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a thing right. that a real creepo would do. Yeah, that is really It doesn't seem thing. like the kind of thing that a 14-year-old girl would make up. Yeah. Like she sees on all the TV shows when the guys lean over that's and right. start, start making out with someone's shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every, by the way, this guy, every defense for everything, his defense was, I would never do that. Like, he wouldn't say, no, I didn't do that. Yeah. He would say, I would never extreme. do that. To the point of stuff like, I don't even kiss my wife on the shoulder. Yeah. And it's he- like, hey, buddy, nobody asked. Yeah, Whether doing... you kiss your wife on the shoulder, we don't need to know why it's not possible that you did this. You should just say you didn't do it. He's doing the Donald Trump version of everything. Donald That's Trump exactly. Say, I'm not racist. I'm the least racist person you'll ever meet. That's basically what this guy was doing every time. Like, yeah. one of the allegations was that he had walked into the bathroom while one of while his actual goddaughter was taking a shower, and when she peeked out the curtain to see who was there, he dropped his towel. Like a, you know, like a creepy dude. <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, wouldn't you know that this man in all of his life Mm. has never not gotten dressed before he left the shower, before he left the bathroom. He's never walked out of the bathroom in a towel, so he couldn't possibly come back in there in a towel to do that. He never has, and he never would. And he he, never would. In any circumstance. And by the way, everybody knows (laughs) that you lock the door when you're in the bathroom. He sounds just like Donald Trump. Was it Donald Trump, can you say? It it was not Donald Trump. At this point, I would be allowed to say if it were Donald Trump, and it was not. But, uh, That's exactly what he does. He's like, uh, I'm the best. I'm the best at military. No one's ever been better at military so, so than all, me. All of the men on the trial got huge bullshit vibes from the guy. Yeah. Um, whereas, for whatever reason, well, I think I've explained my theories as to why. Yeah. As to why those women were like that is because that way their daughters are safe. It was a good rationalization for their people. As of long mind. as this only, as long as this only happens to, to as long as this is all lies that liars make up. Yeah that bad girls make up, then everything's cool. Well, so. you're done, man. You're released again. It was a, it was a fucking bummer. Now it's back to regular 16-hour work days or whatever. Yep. <laughs> the regular type. And the sweltering heat. Yeah, I know. It's going to be hot as balls all week. So. It's gone up to 92 since I've been here. Jesus. I'm, I'm sitting here, computer's on, I'm making noise. Mm, let's see. Noise doesn't really raise the temperature too much, but it's still energy. Uh, it looks like the high in Mountain View today was 91. Yeah, I don't think it got to 100 here. Yeah. I think it was hot, but not. But I guess Thursday's supposed to be messed up hot. Yeah, I st- it was showing 100 earlier. I- I've been The forecast has been changing every six hours. Because now they so know I- people are looking. Like, when you get a week like this, they're like, we got to keep updating because people are actually paying attention. I just keep checking it in case they're going to shave a fucking degree off and I can celebrate. <laughs> All right, we did it, everybody. That yeah. was a full. That was a full non Star Trek pod with only five or six minutes to total of Star Trek. So that's, that's right. not played, bad. Played two thirds of Coco Joe and an ad. Yeah. So we, it wasn't even a, a musical episode. We didn't even have a theme. We didn't do like a a fucking Motown hour or nothing. I mean, we did do a, a power ranking of '90s bands, but very incomplete. I say cursory. It was a cursory power ranking. It, it was. It just lays a foundation, and yeah. we got. I got bands in there of different levels of fame. Yeah. So you no, know, that was good. We didn't start with all the biggies because then the next ones will be pretty boring if we did that. Be like, and I didn't. 
I didn't want to get too triggering. I didn't ask about any bands that I have any stakes in. I didn't ask, for instance, what you thought of the Gen Blossoms. Oh. Or Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, boy. All right, you're getting... This is, it's all coming in part two. Yeah, there's a, lot, a lot's happening in my brain right now. So, <laughs> uh, Please send us more mail, and when it's not a Star Trek episode, we'll read it. You can tweet us at BrotherDate. Uh, you can go to BrotherDate.com for the episode feed if you're not already sure how to get those for some reason. You can also get them on iTunes. Uh, I don't know, is there any other way to contact us or see what we do or anything? Those are the best ways. If you yeah. cared, you could email us by emailing podcast at brotherdate.com for instance yeah if you had something real Um, in depth to tell us that's right i I should for those who are playing along you get an extra week so even if you haven't started the star treks yet like somebody you you still have time you only have to watch them as fast as matt watches them (laughs) jesus i'm not looking for it oh my god this week's gonna suck so bad okay so this this week if you want to play along we have the galileo 7 yeah there's i think there's a black guy in that just in case anyone's interested it will be the first one since the man trap, I think. Okay. No, is that right? I think that's right. No, I think that, yeah, I think you're right, because the Uhura had, there was a black guy for her, right? He speaks Swahili. Yep. Was, anyway, yeah. uh, we have, um, we have When the Bow Breaks, that's a TNG oh, episode. No. Matt, is there a black guy in that? I can't remember one. I don't remember one. I don't think there was one. Anyway, it's environmentalism or something. Yeah. Uh, uh for DS9, The Forsaken... Yeah. I have watched this one. Oh, okay, so now you know what it is. That's good. I have watched this one. It's um, This one's got Loxana Troy. It's a Loxana Troy episode. Oh, uh, yeah. That episode title doesn't make sense for my memory of that episode, but that's okay. It's okay. It won't make sense afterwards either. Okay. Uh, for Voyager, we have the 37s. Yeah. The 37s. First episode of season two. Season two, everybody. It's about, uh, it's about Amelia Earhart, of all things. That's fun. Yeah. And uh, Enterprise, we have Fusion. That could be any goddamn thing. So, play along or don't, it's really only Ben, and I think he's already played along for this week. He has already played along. Um, but in case anyone else did, wants to get started in week 16, fucking do it. Go for it. Yeah, we're not going to stop you. Get just nasty with it. All right, everybody, stay out of the heat. Enjoy yourself. Bye bye. Yeah, it's a, it's a flood. It's like. Uh, before Gom2 knows how to talk to Stop it! Today. Stop it! <laughs> Please subscribe.